What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention, and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else because Honestly, Arizona Small Balls is better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. It is Monday, February 28th. Reyes is here with me as always. Chef Reyes. Uh, we, we hopped on the pod and I was ready to get going and Reyes is sitting in the kitchen making freaking meatballs. But Chef Reyes is here with us, as always. And uh, Reyes, are you even going to get to try some of those meatballs that you made? Yeah, of course I am. You know, Lou caught me off guard. Honestly, it's caught not even off guard. It's not even off guard. It was not even off guard. You know, I'm running a little late. I had to make some dinner for some others. Um, long story short, you know, we're going to be bringing some new content to the pod. I think we're going to do a Chef Boy Ray. No, okay, you got to stop. No, I got to stop. Be, I'm, I'm going to be teaching cooking classes. I'm going to teach you guys how to gourmet <laughs> like a five-star chef. So I was like, stay tuned for that, guys. Do not stay tuned for that because it's not coming. Um, but we're excited to be on this pod with you guys. Honestly, Reyes, I can't believe that the season's already over. It seems like just... I don't know, two days ago, two weeks ago that we started doing this thing. The season flew by, man. And it's crazy to think that, like, we've been doing this. This is our second season, technically. Our season uh, is it's back. like our first one. Our, 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 actually, our first full season. There you go. Right. Like, we did, like, fall, summer, like, pre-games. Like, we did everything for you guys. We were able to cover so much with you guys. And, man, it's, it's kind of crazy to think, yeah, because it just feels like literally a month ago we were still, like, in the first half of the season and now it's already over yeah and it's been a great season not just basketball wise but even just for the podcast we've had a ton of milestones this season and we've hit well over ten thousand downloads so thank you guys for all tuning in we've gotten a bunch of uh interaction from you guys on social media so that's been super cool uh, we've gotten to partner with some really cool sponsors so that's been fun and some of you guys have taken advantage of of our partners that we've been together with uh, we even got like actual monthly supporters, which is way cool. You know, people have been listening to us and they like what we're doing and they like us enough to uh, they, they support what we're doing enough to like support us every month. And if you guys are interested in that, if you guys are, you know, you tune in every single every single week and you support what we're doing, you know, you want to hear more from Reyes's cooking classes. Just kidding. Not that. But if you support what we're doing for for all these small ball teams, all these small ball schools. Uh, I mean, if you go to our link tree and you uh, look all the way, I think it's towards the middle. It says support this podcast. If you click that, it'll give you some options of how to support us monthly. You know, it was funny the other day. I'd never told you this, Reyes, but me and Jenny were talking and I was reading this article about how somebody wrote something about our team. And Jenny was just laughed and she was like, man, what a waste of time. Can you believe anybody spending so much time just writing about high school sports? And then I, I just started. Oh my God. No filter with Jenny Lou. I know. I was like, well, I kind of, that's kind of what me and Reyes do every single week. And she's like, I, I didn't mean it like that, you know. But, so we kind of laughed about that for a little bit. 
but it, it does give a little more validity. Hey, we got some supporters every month, you know? So if you guys are down with us, if you like what we're doing, hit our link tree and you'll find support this podcast. If you got more questions about it, let us know, but it's just been a great season for the pod. It was a great finishing to the basketball season though. I know that we really enjoyed being at the state tournament. It was super fun. Let's talk about the state tournament for the 3A and the 2A. We're going to highlight also Mojave Accelerated again. We want to talk about some kids, some players, uh, some teams. Obviously, we'll talk about the champions because we know who the champions are for the 3A, 2A, and the 1A now. But we also want to talk about some teams that maybe didn't win, but we really were impressed with throughout this tournament. And Reyes, I'm ashamed to say that you went three for three in your picks for each respective conference. How does that feel, dude? It feels great, man. You know, last if you think about last season, we were kind of way off. I mean, you think about it, we were. Um, you, on the other hand, I went three for three, you know what I mean? I'm like Michael Jordan, you know, just kind of, you know, the first three for three, maybe next season I'll go three for three, two, you know, three P, back-to-backs. Um, that would be like a six P, whatever that's called. Oh, yeah, six P, my bad. I'm better than Michael Jordan. I'm, I'm like a Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> you, my friend, on the other hand, you kind of, it was rough for you. You know, you went one for two man one isn't it one oh yeah that's true one for two yeah one for two because you got one yeah right. you know what it is what it is you know i'll stand by my picks and i either way i picked great teams and i just more than anything i'm just mad that you picked better than me i mean it's crazy i mean and then let's just talk about it you know there was some moments and times in each of those games well at least in one of the games i should say and not we'll, we'll get to it but in like one of the games like it could have went the other way let's just be honest like this recent game it could have went other went another way. We'll obviously get really get into the nitty gritty things of it, but it I I could have went two and one, but you know, luckily the team was able to you know battle through adversity and kind of come out on top and made it a really interesting game and was really fun to watch. And you know, congrats to them. So looking at the three A in the state tournament, what team were you impressed with the most that did not win at all? And I think we probably have the same team. I think we have the same team, and I'm gonna go ahead and say Holbrook um the road runners man i'm gonna be honest with you and we can talk about it now because the season's over and obviously for those of you who listen you know what i mean like obviously you know we coach for cam birdie and we i mean we knew that holbrook was does, does this make us like the best sports in arizona small bowl that we're highlighting and encouraging the team that bounced us in the elite eight and I, I know it's hard to say. You know, Where's that sportsmanship trophy? I want that trophy. Send it right now. Okay. We, didn't we, know. Should we, didn't not, know. we shouldn't be doing this, but we are because it's credit where credit is due. Holbrook is good. Holbrook is a tough team, man. You know, like they had a magical ride, like a magical season, if you think about it, honestly. And then it, it sucks the way it ended, but man, like what a ride it had. Because if you think about it, um, they're a good team. You know, they won a lot of games. I think they only lost like two games in the regular season, or technically three, maybe. Uh, Coach Delmar Johnson did a great job with these kids. I mean, they're young. Uh, they're quick, shifty, just really gritty guards. I mean, they have a post. He's probably about, like, what, 6'2", maybe? Absolutely. I think 6'1". Like 6'1", maybe? He doesn't I, I, play like it, though. He plays a lot bigger than that. He plays a lot better. He, man, he is tough. He's physical. He chases those rebounds. And, like I said, we at the end of the day, like, they did bounce us. Let's just be honest. Like, in that lead eight game, we were, obviously, as a team, like, you always got to be confident, you know, Holbrook. At the end of the day, was ready and they're, they were ready for the moment and they did a great job. And, you know, they moved on from the Elite Eight and went to the Final Four and played a tough game against Coolidge. And, like I said, that's probably the team that really shocked me the most, probably throughout this whole season. Because I'm going to be honest, I did not expect Holbrook to be in the Final Four. And to me, what really impressed me the most about Holbrook is their youth 
and their experience. And, and that sounds weird, like it's an oxymoron. But what I'm trying to say is their youth, because they're so young, and kind of their confidence, like they played like they already had a lot of playoff experience, you know, and they're just a great team. I'm really and again, they're young. I can't wait to see the Tapaha brothers come up. I mean, they're they're going to be back another year. Noah Brown's going to be back for another Quinn year. Thomas is going to be back. Thomas is going to be back for another year. So, I mean, these kids are going to be a problem in their respective region. And forget their respective region, in their conference, I think you could make a legitimate argument that if we were to do a preseason top 10 right now for next season, I mean, they're in my top five easily. I mean, they're a great squad. The way that they play, they're really confident. And – I don't know. We may need to have Coach Delmar on the show at, at some point, maybe in the next couple of weeks. I think that'd be great to have him on. And just another thing to point out about Holbrook, too, is like, um, you know, there's always the eye test. And, you know, our team doesn't pass it, but their team doesn't pass it either. But, man, they can go. And it's crazy how they're able just to kind of pick apart teams. You know what I mean? It's it's wild to see. It's great to see. Like, you just got to love it. Like, those kids came ready to play. And like I said, they had a great run. They're only juniors, and I just still can't get over it. That's crazy. Like, they're definitely my top five if we did a top, way too early uh, preseason top ten. Yeah, they are kind of the epitome of Arizona small ball. You know, uh, everything that we're covering, they're kind of the epitome of it. And, you know, I was very impressed with how they played. They went on to play Coolidge in the Final Four, and, I mean, they were right there. It was right there in a the game. And if they make a couple shots and Coolidge misses a couple shots, they end up winning that game. You know, I mean, they were right there with Coolidge. And just really impressed with them. So we want to take some time out and highlight them. Uh, you guys are ha- had a great season and excited because I'm sure we're going to see them at tournaments at some point this summer. So we want to take a second and highlight them a little bit. But we got to talk about the 3A state champs, Valley Christian. They had a lot of great players. Okay. And I know that you did some, some homework on their players. What, what are some players that really stood out to you? not just in the tournament, but just kind of overall in the season, because, you know, we don't want to take a lot of time out and highlight like coaching, you know, uh, although coaching is a huge part of it, your players got to go out there and play. So we want to focus on some of these players. So for me, for Valley Christian, obviously, you no, know, there's Caleb Shaw, you know what I mean? Like, wait, who? Caleb Shaw. <laughs> just, <laughs> I that, know. that was just a joke. Hey, that was a nice dunk he had in that championship game. He, he, he caught a body. He sure did. It reminded me of my younger days. Yeah, same too. Went back in my grasshopper. I remember I was able to get up on the little <laughs> foot hoops. I mean, it was great to see. So, I mean, kind of yeah, brought me back some back to my old days. Um, some kids I really wanted to highlight, other than Caleb Shaw, because I mean, like I said, we all know how good he is. He's obviously six five. He's all bit of it. He's very athletic. He's strong. He can shoot the ball at a high clip. Uh, he can get to the rack at will. Uh, he defends pretty good on the island. Like the kid's an overall player. We talked about earlier before he is going to University of Northern Colorado. So, I mean, I really want to stick on him because obviously, you know, he's already kind of like a decorated player as is. So some other kids I wanted to highlight was uh, um, Jake Harrison from uh, Valley Christian. He's actually a sophomore this year. He's number 10 for Valley Christian. And for those of you you guys have seen Valley play, he's the kid that's always guarding your best kid. He's the one, like, he's like their defender. Coach Greg has him guarding their best kid. He can obviously hit it off on the wing. They do a lot of kickouts to him. He's overall, like, a really defensively sound player, and I feel like he should get uh, appreciated for what he does, especially for that team. Like I said, like, he gives a team energy on the defensive end. Like, he does the nitty-gritty stuff, you know what I mean? He kind of makes Caleb Shaw look pretty because, like, he's the one, like, you know, giving all the effort, 
all this time and stuff like that so that Caleb Shaw can get his buckets. Um, another kid that I thought was also pretty good, I think it was number 12, um, Wallace. He's pretty good. He was about, he's about 6'3". He's a sophomore as well. He's a big physical kid. Um, he does they got good some kid. good young kids on their squad. They got a lot of good young kids on the Shaw, um, squad. I almost said Shaw. But, and like I said, another kid, uh, Luke Shaw, kid, uh, younger brother of uh, Caleb Shaw. This kid's going to be an absolute stud within the next couple of years. I think he's only a freshman or sophomore. He's a sophomore, but he's got the longest socks in Arizona small ball. <laughs> he does. That kid just keeps growing. Kid and like can said, play, man. He can play. He's tough. He is not scared of the moment. He, I mean, he like I said, he gets after it defensively too. But one thing that's like a really good trait about him is that he can shoot the ball at a high clip. Like he shoots the ball at a high rate. If um, when Caleb Shaw drives in, or if a Valley Christian player drives in the paint and they get a kick out to Luke Shaw, like I would say, like at least eight out of ten times that shot's going in. And um, like I said, overall, like I said, Valley Christian has a lot of kids that do a lot of great things for them. Obviously, you have Greer, you have the Greer brothers. I forgot. Yeah, and they were tough, man. They were really – I mean, they, they put in some big minutes in the playoffs, especially in the championship. Yeah, the Greer brothers. It was the Greer brothers, the Shaw brothers, and then, um, like I said, you got um, Lee. The, um, Lee, he did all right. I, I don't think he played to his best in that championship game, but like I said, overall throughout the season, he was definitely a kid to watch out for, for Valley, and he did a lot of great things for them as well. There's some really great players on Valley Christian, and – I still remember last year when we were doing our way too early preseason top 10, Valley Christian lost all of their kids. And we looked at each other and we were like, you know what? Valley is just going to reload. They're going to get somebody. And then boom, here you go. Caleb Shaw, probably the undisputed player of the year is right there. And he just did a great job. So they got some great kids over there. And I wanted to say this about them too. Valley Christian earned their state title because their road to the state title was not an easy one. You know, we talked, we mentioned this at the beginning of the playoffs that, you know, for somebody who being the number one seed, you're supposed to have an easier route to the playoffs. That wasn't the case. And in following Valley Christian all season long, you know, they, they cruised through a lot of teams. I feel like the turning point for them was on January 14th when they lost to ALA Gilbert North 69 to 74. And then right after that, January 18th, they beat Eastmark 67 to 66. I thought that those two games were kind of a turning point for Valley Christian. I think it kind of woke them up a little bit. And from that point on, they just rolled everybody. And when they came back and played ALA Gilbert North the second time, it was 73 to 41. Remember how shocked we were at that score? We didn't think it was going to be like that. And then, I mean, this is, this is the point in the season where I kind of, I don't know, I really became a believer in Valley Christian. And I shouldn't even just say this date in February 4th when they played against Eastmark, but January 31st and February 4th, they had the same back-to-back -back that they had before where they lost to ALA Gilbert North and only beat Eastmark by one. Here in January 31st, they beat ALA Gilbert North 73-41, and then they play Eastmarks, and they beat them 75-59. to That was the game that Caleb Shaw had 53 points in. And for me, that really showed me okay, these guys are, are making a statement. They're ready to roll, and they're kind of rolling into the playoffs. They roll into the playoffs with – I mean, they cruise through some really good teams with Gilbert Christian and College Prep. But listen to the teams they had to beat to get to Coolidge in the championship. Okay, their first-round matchup, which I'm not going to shy away from, was my pick to win it all in the preseason, ALA Ironwood. They're a great squad. They beat ALA Ironwood. 
They had a really close one against Thatcher, 59 to 53. That was a great game. They had a close one against Fountain Hill, 64 to 52. It was closer than the score indicates. And then obviously they had Coolidge. That's probably the toughest road that I saw, honestly. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. That's one of the toughest roads that I saw in the in the 3A state tournament. And we got to talk about this game against Coolidge. What do you think was the key? Because, I mean, Coolidge came out and they were red hot, man. They were playing like some like some dogs out there. Coolidge, I mean, I was very – I'm not going to lie for a minute. I wasn't worried, but when Coolidge did go by, I think, like 13 or 15 points in, like, the first half, I was like, okay, Valley's in trouble because they just kind of got hit in the mouth, and they've been so used to just hitting people in the mouth. So when they actually got met a team that actually can meet meet that, like – physicality like meet the athleticism meet the type of shooters that they got that they were just kind of shocked and like I said Coolidge played like some dogs um you know Coolidge's best kid I always forget his name can you please tell me real quick uh their big guy Braden Gant uh from Coolidge yeah so their big guys Braden Gant their point guard is Mark Clegg but man Clegg. the kid that the kid that was my favorite is Nabogabe so Mark Clay, he was the one guarding Caleb Shaw, if I'm not mistaken, correct? And he I thought, was. And I thought he did a pretty good job on him. Like I said, I think he was able to disrupt Caleb Shaw. I think what Coolidge did was really honestly speed up Valley Christian in the half court. They were able to obviously secure the boards. They were able to push in transition. They hit some really big shots, obviously, early in the first half. And Valley was down the third quarter, I think, was the turning point because Valley was able to gain some confidence. You know, Caleb Shaw – I'm going to be honest with you, and this is not a disrespect to anybody on the Valley Christian team, but he pretty much just decided, you know what? I'm winning a state title, so get on my back and let's go. And he pretty much carried them to a state title. Like, he literally did everything for them at that point. And I know there's other contributions. Like, don't get me wrong, but if you look, if you watch that game, it was pretty much the, not the Caleb. And it was, only, it was a 19 points, but it was a hard-earned, loud 19 points from Caleb Shaw. He he really kept them in it at key points when they needed to. Yeah, you take him out of the mix, it's it's over. Um, here's the thing with Coolidge, man. In this game, they kind of reminded me of Winslow from last year. They they I mean they push the ball and they take really quick shots, and which is tough when you're making them like they were in the first half, and they were great on the boards too, and they were just killing Valley on the boards. Because of Nabogabe, that's my favorite name. I cannot believe it's taken me so long to hear that name. I Better wish I had heard it. Oh, Maniachi. you mean Maniachi? Maniachi. No, oh, I, I got to think about that. I'm not sure. Maniachi versus Nabogabe. Oh, dude, just saying that together, it gives me chills. Anyways, so I feel like for Coolidge, they push the ball really quick. They take really quick shots, and they were hot in that first half. I felt like they came out in the second half. And I feel like they just shot themselves out of the game. You know, yeah. quick possessions. They didn't put the ball inside to Braden. G Every time he touched the ball, Braden Gant, they got great stuff out of it. But it was quick shot after quick shot. Valley gets it. They goes out in transition. They were, did a lot better on the boards in that second half. And, you know, Caleb Shaw starts to go off a little bit. And they all just kind of started to get in panic mode. And it's just, that's just the way it goes. And, and for those teams where you live and die by those quick three-point transition shots or just quick possession threes, if you, start, if you start going cold, it causes some problems. That's what happened with Coolidge. Yeah, and that's, that's something. So they kind of like shot themselves in the foot, like you said. They, they went cold, and they just didn't really adjust. 
from that. And once Valley took that lead, we both we know from experience, and I'm pretty sure a lot of teams listening, if you do are listening, like playing catch up with Valley Christian is a very tough game to win. You know, if you have them down, you gotta keep that foot on the neck or keep that foot on the gas pedal and keep going. And like I said, if like I said, once Valley takes that lead and you're playing catch up, it's a very hard chance. It's a very low chance you're gonna win that game, honestly. Especially they, with their free throw shooting. Yeah, I mean, they, they all can shoot free throw. They Except all Caleb Shaw. I mean, he, he missed like four in a row or something. I know, I know. He, it doesn't matter, though. He hits the big shots, right, when, they, when you need them. Yeah, I mean, all in all, it was a really good game. I, I did not have Valley Christian winning this one. I, I picked Coolidge to beat Valley Christian. And I think they would have had a really good shot if they just slowed things down and ran their offense through Gant. I think things would have worked out very differently for them. But that's the hard thing. And, and as a coach, you have to find that balance with your players. You want your kids to be confident and free-flowing. But there's certain times where, I mean, you got to find a way to rein it in and be more disciplined. And they just didn't have that. So it was a great run for both teams. Huge shout-out to Valley Christian for their, their massive win. And honestly, a well-earned state title run. It goes to Valley Christian. Do you have anything else you want to say about them? Or are you ready to move on to a two-way? I agree. All right, let's move on to the 2A here. Same question as we did with the 3A, because the 2A was a great tournament. What team impressed you the most in the 2A that did not win at all? We probably have the same team in this one, too. Uh, you think so? I don't know. Mine is probably Highland Prep. Okay, all right. I know. Why, why, elaborate, why? Well, let's just, I mean, just from the outside looking in and stuff like that, you actually followed them probably a little bit more than I did. I did. I, I watched them, obviously – in the beginning, it's a little bit in the mid, but then I kind of like fell off. I'm not gonna lie, just because I thought, okay, like, you know, also I got honest. I'm not gonna lie. You got hooked on Highland Prep, and I got hooked on Phoenix Christian, right? And I'm pretty sure Phoenix Christian is your team that surprised you. But uh, Highland Prep, like I said, kind of an unknown team. No one really knew nothing really about them. Um, obviously, they have a new, they have a great kid, and I, what's his name? It's not Dayaway because the Dayaway plays for Madison. Who's the kid that plays for Highland? It's eBay, I think ebay and that kid can go he could put up some big numbers he's he, what like six four if i'm not mistaken six three yeah he's a big body kid long super athletic um the kid gets after he's a great feel for the game you know what i mean he gets to the lane uh, he does a lot of great things for them and like i said highland Prep was just kind of a burst on the scene that kind of took surprise for everybody in the two-way and they said they did a lot of great things it sucks that they didn't get a little bit further than they probably may have should have in their mind but, I mean, for making noise in the two-way, they did a pretty good job, I think, for their – not only their first season, but, like, it was a great season for them overall is what I'm trying to say. No, it really was. And, I mean, they – again, it's their first year in the two-way. They very – yeah, his name's Presley Ebay. Uh, they quickly, you know, competed and made some noise. They were number one for a little bit in the two-way. They're going to get better and better, you know. Another thing about Highland Prep that I have to highlight is just what they're losing – they're only losing two kids. Everybody else is coming back. Their best kid, in my opinion, Presley eBay, only a sophomore, which is really, I mean, that's just good upside for them. They've got to be excited for coming back and just seeing where they can compete next year. I'm sure, especially because Highland Prep is independent. They're not connected to a region. I'm sure they're going to try to schedule some, I could see them trying to schedule like a really good schedule for next season. You know, that would be, I would love to see that. Because, if I'm, go ahead, if, if you're what? If I'm Highland Prep, I'm not even going to lie. I want all of it. 
I want all the smoke. I, I want you. I, I want to prove that. I want to prove early. Like I don't want to wait. I want to prove early. Hey, like we're here to make some noise, and this is our year, or that we're ready here to play. I'm scheduling Scottsdale Christian. I'm scheduling Arizona Luther. I'm scheduling Rancho. I'm scheduling Phoenix Christian. I'm scheduling like from like one to ten, the top ten teams. At least like four of them for Freedom Games. At least. I have to be honest. I don't know what all the smoke means, and I've been too embarrassed to ask. Because I feel all, like I should know that at this point. Yeah, all the smoke means pretty much like you just um, how do I explain it? I'm not. I'm you not, don't even know what it means. No, <gasps> I don't, no, don't do that. I know what it means. I'm just trying to explain it into like simpler terms. It's just pretty much like you're ready. You want like you want it. Like you're ready to face it. Like yeah, like it's just that simple. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna say because that's a great description. I it's it's pretty lame. I just want to say what I was about to say. It's just not appropriate that, that's for the patreon you know uncensored you know that, that, that's coming content. soon the exclusive content that's coming <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe okay so my team is phoenix christian and i've already talked about them before so i'm not going to spend too much time on them at this point but i did want to say some stuff about them phoenix christian had an awesome season we mentioned on the last pod that they just i mean if you're looking at them from last season they only had six wins they didn't even make the playoffs and for them in the path that they had to get here making it all the way to the final four they lost to a tough rancho squad and i mean if we're being honest we mentioned this in the episode before that that rancho's been there before they've been in that moment their season their experience in the playoffs Playing on the final four stage was nothing new to them. For Phoenix Christian, it's the first time, you know, and they're going to get better. And I'm sure it's going to, it's going to like light the fire in them so that they want all the smoke next year. I don't know. Maybe that's the right way to say it. I probably, used yeah, that they, wrong. like they just want it. Like they're just ready to face anybody. They're not scared of nobody. Like if you think you're the best, come get it. Okay. okay. That's pretty much what I mean. That's, that's like, I think I'm starting to understand what all the smoke means. It's like when we, uh scheduled like remember when coach wall um he scheduled rancho Mm -hmm. i do remember that it's kind of like that like we just wanted it you know we wanted it we want all of it like we're not here to like we want the best teams is what you're saying yeah we want the best teams like we're not we're tired of hearing like oh like we talk about like some of the teams like that have like a pretty weak region like not like sabino but like let's just be honest south was Kind of like they're like three teams, you know, Pushridge and, you know, Paulo Verde. And then oh, Sabino, yeah. And then, yeah, you know what I mean? Then you have like Empire and stuff like that. Or like Tonopah and Yuma. You know what I mean? Like I get what you're saying. Like, just leave and just go play some other better teams. All right. I think I understand it, though. Yeah. That's good. So yeah. here's the thing with Phoenix Christian that I wanted to say. A huge positive for them is who they're returning. They really only lose two kids. They, they lose number... Uh, number 20 micah carter actually they lose three kids number 20 micah carter they lose number 23 malik streety and they lose number 45 jeremiah smith good players they return a lot of really great players so that's going to be a really good upside for them coming back it's hard to lose in the playoffs especially when you want to keep going further something that helps is when you know you have pieces coming back that are going to help you get close to the same spot so Phoenix Christian did a great job with that. Again, I anticipate them being right back next year and, and just making some noise, man. I, I think that they're going to be ready to go. I was looking at their scores from last year, and last year they played against Scottsdale Christian, 
and they lost like 83 to 38 or something. Like they just got drilled by them. And I thought Scottsdale was maybe a little bit better last year than they were this year. I don't know. Maybe not. It's hard to compare teams, but the way they were able to compete against Scottsdale was, it was just tough, man. So huge shout out to them. They did a great job. And that's my team that really stuck out that didn't win at all, but I think they're going to be back next year for sure. Let's talk about Scottsdale. And I did want to start this thing off. We've mentioned about coaches and stuff like, you know, whatever. We, we want to give most of the credit to the players because, you know, coaches get too much credit when they win and too much credit when they lose. You know, players go out there and they make shots and execute plays and stuff like that. I did want to say, though, I, I really liked what Coach Anderson did as far as game planning wise against Rancho. I, I loved the move of sitting in a man. And then anytime they went to a set, like one of their, because I think one of the best things about Rancho is not just their matchup issues that they have all over the floor, but they run great sets that kind of put you in a tough spot to guard that matchup. And they get them, they get their players exactly where they want to get them with the ball with an advantage. Scottsdale just, they showed a man. And then once they started to go into some of their specific sets, they immediately just switched to a two, three zone. And this, I mean, it was a great call from Coach Anderson. It's not a huge adjustment, but they did this, and it really threw Rancho off, and and they had a really difficult time adjusting offensive flow-wise to it because they'd start to get into their sets, and they realized that their their men weren't following them. So then they kind of just went back into scramble mode with zone, and it was just a tough thing. But I thought that was a great move from Coach Anderson. Well, let me ask you this real quick. What is one thing, even in the past years, that Rancho always seems to struggle with. Yeah, they, they've seemed to, I mean, and it comes out the most against Scottsdale because Scottsdale the last few years plays them in that two, three zone and they've had a harder time with it. You know, it's not easy to play against the zone sometimes, particularly Scottsdale, their length, they rebound really well out of a zone, which is one of the most difficult things to, to do well out of a zone, but they do great with it. Yeah, you know what I mean? And obviously, this was my pick to win the two-way state title. Um, Scottsdale had a – I mean, it was pretty much an everybody. It was like a, pretty much like a sophomore showcase almost, if we're being honest. Um, Scott, like I said, you know, you had Garrison Sherman. He played pretty tough overall. You know, I mean, he had some pretty big shots. He got his team going. He played pretty decently defensively. But I think the one kid that really stuck out to me was probably Hunter Wales, uh, the, younger bro- the younger brother of uh, Braden Wales. I just he's got some like, upside, dude. He's only a sophomore. He's six six. He's actually a bigger body, I think, than Garrison Sherman. Um, he's long. He's athletic. He can shoot the ball a little bit, but I think his best attribute is probably his defensive, his defensive mindset, the way he gets after defensively. And I don't know. I, th- I think he just did a lot of um, outside things for Scottsdale to help them secure the win. You know what I mean? So I, just, I mean, I mean, Jack Montgomery. He's a senior. He played pretty good. Uh, Michael Fan, he actually played pretty tough, honestly. It's just so much different um, to the other older to older brother fan. I think older brother fan showed out probably a little bit more than Michael Fan. I'm gonna be honest, that's just what I laid out. Hey, I'm gonna be honest. He's a freaking warrior. You saw him getting cramps there at the very end of the game. Yeah, and cra- cramps is the worst because there's nothing you can do about it, man. Like you you can want to get back in the game as much as you can, but it's not even a pain thing. Like your body just can't go. I thought it was cool that he was able to suck it up, go back in. He finishes the game strong. He hits some free throws as well. I mean, I, I like Fan. I think he's my favorite kid on Scottsdale. I I I, I want to say he's my favorite kid, but I'm kind of leaning more towards the Hunter Wells kid. 
I mean, I'm never going to disrespect the fan, though, because he's the GOAT in my eyes. The fan. Let me the ask you this, okay? Garrison Sherman, Caleb Shaw, one-on-one, Juan-on-Juan, who are you taking? Game, hold on. Game, games to seven. Ones and twos. Uh, make it to makers. It's makers. I was do this. Let's do all ones. I like all ones. Oh, oh, okay. I like that. All ones. All ones. Who I think would win? Hmm. That's very tough. This is one thing I noticed, and I don't know if it happens every time, but every like I, I mean, this is just my opinion. Every time I've seen Caleb Shaw play against another marquee matchup, quote-unquote, you know, I feel like the other kid always individually outperforms Caleb Shaw. <laughs> I'm just like, think about when Scottsdale played Valley at Scottsdale, Garrison Sherman individually, not team-wise, individually had the better game over Caleb Shaw. I mean, yeah, Caleb Shaw hit some pretty big buckets, but Garrison Sherman was on one. That, and that means he was just hitting tough shots. He was getting to the rack. Like, he was doing a lot of things. I felt like they both – I felt like they both had a – They traded. Know. No, that's what I'm saying. They traded. But I think overall, I think Garrison Sherman probably had the better game that night. You, you're I dancing think, around the question. You just got to answer the question, dude. I am dancing around the question. I think Garrison Sherman beats Caleb Shaw one-on-one. But – no, I, I don't know. I'm going to say Garrison Sherman. I'm going to say Garrison. Why not? I'm going to say Garrison Sherman. I, I don't know, dude. Because Garrison, <laughs> I don't know. I'm so like mixed between this because Caleb Shaw's streaky and one on one compared to team basketball is so much different. And I feel like Caleb Shaw has so much more than we've seen. He probably has so much more in his bag that we just don't know about. And I mean, I'm going to go with Caleb Shaw. Gosh dang it. I'm, I'm like, because <laughs> I feel like he's just so like, you know, because Coach Greg has a certain way you have to play for Valley. But I feel like Caleb Shaw hasn't been able to showcase all he can do. I'm going to go with Caleb Shaw. I'm just going to go with Caleb Shaw. I'm going to shut I'm gonna, up. I'm going to go Garrison Sherman. Yeah, I think. Uh, it, but it'd be a great matchup, though. I It'd be shoot. fun to watch. Uh, they're actually pretty similar, you know. Um, I, I do think that their games are different. I feel like Garrison Sherman has the ability to be a little bit more shifty where Caleb Shaw really goes for his hesitation. But either way, I think it'd be a great matchup. I think it'd be a lot of fun. They do have some great players. And I did want to say this about uh, Scottsdale. I mean, we talked a little bit about their game already against Rancho. And I really liked the coaching of Coach Anderson. Just it's not a huge adjustment. You know, one of the announcers, I don't think it was Fredericks. It was the different announcer. It was funny. I think it was Fredericks who was saying how he dresses really nice. Like Coach Anderson has a great sense of style and stuff. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. But I I really, you know, I think it was the other announcer, the announcer that was saying, you know, I don't know what they're running on on defense. I, I thought it was pretty simple. It was just man, and then they would show man, they drop to a zone whenever they're going to sets. But I think it's really, really good to see a weakness and to exploit it. And I think that Scottsdale did a great job with that against Rancho because Rancho's an awesome program an awesome team coach trick does an amazing job with those kids but i mean shoot the job that they did on deanna's deanna i mean even just the team in the second quarter rancho didn't score but one field goal at the very end and it was a tip-in from noe vargas like that was it like that was the only field goal they had in the whole second quarter and deanna's didn't score until late in the fourth quarter in the whole game 
So, and I might be off on that a little bit, but it's not by much. I just thought it was a great game plan. Scott still goes on and they win the 2A state title, which is awesome for them. Huge congrats. And we're going to see because things will change a little bit for Scottsdale moving in to next season. That'll be a lot of fun to watch too. I agree. <laughs> but like, I just want to add to this too. I just felt like it was a great game to watch. I wish Rancho probably could have done I think I feel like Coach Trick could have done a better job or not even a better job, just finding more creative ways to get uh, Deanna's involved. I just felt like he was just kind of standing at the high post. He didn't really get a lot of looks. I mean, when he did, I mean, he did make stuff happen, but that was so rare. I just felt like they could have done a better job of getting him involved. Um, but I'm just going to be honest, like, Scottsdale had control of the game. Majority, I don't think Scottsdale was in really – I don't think they were in any trouble at any point in the game. I know Rancho went on a couple runs, but I just feel like Scottsdale overall was just completely in control of that game. And like I said, Coach Anderson did a great job game planning for that and just making the right adjustments at the right time. And, you know, like I said, congrats to them for, you know, pulling off another state title. It's back-to-back. Back-to-back. Here's the question, because Scottsdale is moving up into the 3A next year. Do you think that Coach Anderson has what it takes to 3P in the 3A? Ooh. I feel like that's so early to tell, because if you think about it, if you look through the rosters, I know we're going to do an episode just like this, like we did last year. Um, but I'm just going to put that out there. Valley is not losing a lot. I mean, if they're losing a lot but they still have a lot, if that makes sense. And who knows? Who knows what's going to happen over there? Who right? knows who comes at the doorstep? <laughs> who knows who moves to Chandler? So I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, the possibilities are endless with Scottsdale. Coach Anderson does a great job. I mean, let's just be honest. Moving up to the 3A, it's a bigger jump, but Scottsdale's already been playing at such a high level. They – they schedule, they scheduled Valley. They scheduled like these bigger teams in the regular season. So I think they'll compete just fine in the three A. Yeah, I don't I agree. And we'll talk about this more. So we don't want to talk about it too much right now, but I don't see them missing a beat. You know, something that we observed moving up from the two A to the three A is there's just a there's a especially when you get to the playoffs, there's a lot more opportunities to lose. You know, there's no knock on the two A. But, you know, in the 3A, there was about, like, 15, 16 teams that were all super competitive. And in the 2A, there was probably about, like, six that were really, really competitive for a state title run. So, it's just there's more. The pool is a little bit bigger. But, yeah, like what you said, Scottsdale just – I mean, do they schedule – they schedule some of the best 3A programs on purpose, whether it's Gilbert Christian, Valley Christian. You know, they, they're just always there. So, they do a great job. And huge shout-out the Scottsdale Christian and coach John Anderson for the job that they did back to back. Let's move on to the one. Unless you got something else you want to say about that. No, I think I'm good on that. I think we'll say that for another time. I like that. Like a little, like a little teaser. Stay tuned. <laughs> okay. We already talked to you a little bit about Mojave accelerated, but we want to take a little bit more time out to highlight them because they did have a great season. They had a great job, a great championship run. One of the things that I did want to say is Coach Scott Neal did an amazing job preparing his kids for this championship. I know you would agree with me, Reyes, but one of the things that he talked about in our podcast with him at the very beginning of the season was scheduling really good games so that way they could be prepared for the playoffs. They did that, and it helped them a lot there towards the end. 
I know you got some highlights for their from their kids, you know, like some of their best players, because they had a lot of really great players. And that was one of the things he talked about was player development in the summer. Yeah. And like I said, Coach Neil, I remember when we, when we talked to him, he told us that he really wanted to focus on the player development. He wanted to get into the best events in the summer. He wanted to play the, the most competition he can play against just to get them ready for this exact moment. And <laughs> um, <laughs> what's I may, I may raise laugh because I'm flexing because Coach uh, Neil said that one of his biggest focuses was strength in the weight room. Yeah, I mean, for those of you who, you know, obviously our head coaches, assistant coaches that do off-season workouts and stuff like that, you know how important it is to get your kids in the weight room just to get stronger. It may seem so minimal, but it's so it pays dividends when playoffs come because every team is just so much more physical and could be stronger. So it's just nice to be able to meet that strength and that physicality. Um, some kids I wanted to highlight, obviously, I feel like one of their best kids is probably Aiden Huniger. I think he's a great player. He put up 24 big ones in the state title game. He finished with 21, 24 points, one assist, and four rebounds in the state title game against Tempe Prep. Another kid that I really wanted to highlight, which we talked about last year, was uh, Tyson Banks. If you remember him, he's like one of their bigs. Big body, physical kid. He actually finished with 13 points, five rebounds, and then um, one of the toughest kids probably maybe in the small ball, pretty much playing on a bad knee. A blown knee. A bad knee. That That's more than a bad knee. I got bad knees. Yeah, a blown knee. If you look at the state championship pitches, you're just going to see this big old just brace just on, you know, Josh Neal. But he ended up finishing with 14 points and 11 rebounds. So that just goes to show. <laughs> ah, yeah, that, that just goes to show the grit that he carries and that how bad he really wanted it. And those are the three kids I just wanted to highlight. Obviously, you have Leslie, who does a great job for them. I think he finished with, like, about nine points. Um, Steven Lopez, I think he was able to help out defensively and do a lot of great things for them. But like I said, overall, um, Coach Neal did a great job and did what he was said he was going to do. And obviously, it paid dividends. And look at them. They're a state title. They want it. You know, they're the best. They're crown uh, 1A small ball kings in their respective conference. So, I mean, that's just awesome for them. And like I said, we just want to highlight these players because it's like, it's, it's so rare. And so it's just so rare to win a state title. So, like, I mean, they're one of one in that aspect of being able to be able to say, Hey, I'm a state title holder. And I mean, I, we mentioned this before, but our coach's corner with Scott Neal was probably the most small ball thing we've ever done. You know, this is a school from a very small it's a really small school in a rural area. They, they don't, they're not like a basketball school. They didn't go out and recruit a bunch of these kids and bring them in here to just go out and dominate. These kids have been playing together since like fifth grade and they all just decided to stay together. And I'm looking at their record right now, freaking 18 and oh, dude. I mean, the kids just rolled it, man. They were good. If you look at their PowerPoints games, there's not a whole lot of games that were even close. I think their first close game in PowerPoint play was probably December 14th against Williams, but they just, they dominated, man. They did great. So to see these young kids that have played together and, and for coach Neil who did things the right way is really, really cool. And then, you know, they started to get more competitive as they got into the playoffs, desert Christian, their first game, 55, 47, they won. And then Mogion, that was a huge one, 56 to 53, a three-point win over them, and then going on to Tempe Prep, and that separation was a little bit more. This is a really, really great matchup. And 
Yeah, I just I'm happy for Coach Neal. And, you know, you know this. I, I just got a brand new son and he's going to be four months here in a couple days. And uh, I guess in a couple weeks. But I can't imagine actually winning a championship with my son. That, that would be awesome. That would be special. And he is able to do that. It's a really cool run for Mojave Accelerated. And here's the, here's the tricky thing about Mojave Accelerated. I'm not sure when they're going to be back on this type of a stage. Because if you look at them, and they still have some kids coming back, but they're losing a lot of their core. They're losing Josh Neal. They're losing Steven Lopez. They're losing Aiden Honiger. I mean, they're losing some kids. They still return some strong pieces. They're going to have some size coming back, like, for sure. But will they have the guard play to actually be able to back that up? We'll see. It's going to be fun to watch them and, and follow them a little bit. I agree. Um, you know, you hope for the best. And like I said, we talked to Coach Neal, and he's remember, I remember he was kind of for, not foreshadowed, but he was telling us, like, maybe this might be the last dance. We're not for sure. Hopefully he keeps it going with his group. He said it was. He said he was done after this. He did say that, but maybe this may just flip the switch and maybe like, hey, let's try it again. You know, like, why not? You know? Remember, he said, I'm not going to be coaching basketball, but I'll still be coaching golf. He did say that. <laughs> and if you think about it, hey, some of those kids like Steven Lopez and Josh Neal and I think Honiger, if I'm not mistaken, or no, Tyson Bank, they're all playing golf right now. So they might win a state title there, too. So, dude, imagine. Be on the lookout for that. Maybe, um, maybe that's the missing piece. Maybe that's what we did wrong. We should have had all of our kids play golf instead of track. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> that's probably the part of the best decision. We that's probably the biggest mistake we probably made. And now we're gonna beat ourselves up about it. So for the rest of our lives. Go play golf. Go play golf, guys. All right. So do you got anything else you want to highlight before we get out of here? I think that's it, man. Like I said, you know, if you haven't already and you're listening, like I said, if you want to show support to the podcast, like we said, we appreciate you guys always listening, leaving those amazing reviews and stuff like that. But, you know, if you want to subscribe and be more a part of this family, you know, click on the link tree in the Arizona Small Ball Podcast uh, bio and, you know, just, you know, pay tribute, not pay tribute, but like just show some love for us. You know, we, we really appreciate it. Um, be on the lookout for some social media posts. We're going to be doing a lot of contests, obviously in this off time. Uh, we're just kind of, you know, just it's crazy thing that season's already over. Full disclosure, I quit my job. So this is my only source of income now. So please, I'm just, that's just a joke. We didn't do that. <laughs> <but> imagine. <laughs> this is it. Okay. I told Jenny, we, it's all right. We got enough. We can make this thing work. I'm going all in, you know, just kidding. That, that's not for real. But, but yeah, we, we really do appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, an announcement that I wanted to make before we get out of here is now since the season is over, we're going to be, we've been releasing episodes every single Monday. We're now going to make the shift to releasing episodes every other Monday. We're trying to put together a really awesome lineup for you guys of coaches corners, talking to some awesome Arizona small ball coaches. And we're going to recap some of their runs and some of their highlights of the season and just kind of how they do things in their program. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe we'll get another referee on, huh? That'd be cool. I just we'll thought see. about that, but nobody's be. better than Josh Craig. He's a goat, dude. He's a goat. We might have had him back on because like, we, we didn't really see him a lot this season, which is kind of sad. He, he did our playoff, playoff game, game which was really awesome. <laughs> That's a hat to you. That was great. Um, hey, he looked intimidating standing in the corner. He did, huh? Look like a little like Dark Knight. Um, <laughs> what's it called? If you 
have any like coaches in mind that or anybody that you would want to like for us to interview and i said like shoot us an email like we we're very open you know what i mean like we're really just trying to connect with as much as the small ball and get our reach out for you guys we're just obviously just trying to provide you guys the best content that we can provide for you guys um obviously you know we're going to keep harping on it but now that the season's actually over um you know our small ball challenge we're trying to get as many small ball teams in our tournament, which is going to be a great event, great atmosphere. So if you haven't already, you know, stay tuned for that. Contact us for more information. Like I said, we're trying to make this a great, fun environment and just have just a ton of small ball just going on. It's going to be awesome no matter what. But anyways, regardless, we just wanted to say it has been so fun covering everything this season and doing everything real time. And we want to say thank you for tuning in, for interacting with us online, for supporting us, whether it is through kind words or literally finances. We just want to say thank you because you guys have been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you guys for supporting us and stay tuned for our next episode that will come out in two weeks. We will catch you next time.